please accept our welcome to the Laurel Heights website and to this recording. Please open with me to the book of Acts in chapter 14, Acts 14. We're going to be at verses 25 through 34, Acts 14, 25 through 34. Jesus, during his ministry, never said to people, come along and follow me and it will be easy. It will be like a vacation, free stuff, no problem, no sickness ever again. No. He promised great spiritual riches from God, now and eternally, but he was clear about the challenges and sacrifices of discipleship. I'm going to read now from Luke 14, beginning at verse 25. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king? going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? If your Bible is paragraphed and if topic headings were added by the publisher, it may read above the passage, The Cost of Discipleship. You know, I mentioned a moment ago, Jesus didn't tell people it would be easy. He did say it would be great, eternally great, glorious, but he made it clear those considering the path of discipleship need to know there are costs, there is challenge, sacrifices. Here's what I would like for us to explore together. Is discipleship worth the sacrifices? First, I want to make certain we know what discipleship is, and then we'll move to the question, is it worth it? Are you listening? Now, first, when we talk about discipleship, we are simply referring to becoming and then being a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, a learner who lives his teaching. Notice in verse 26 the phrase, if anyone comes to me. That marks the beginning of one's discipleship, coming to Christ. The Bible teaches in the book of Acts over and over about people who made the choice to be followers of Christ. 
You will read in the book of Acts about people who heard the good news of the gospel of Christ, hearing they believed, believing they confessed their trust in Christ. They repented of their sins. They obeyed the command to be baptized. They were coming out of sin, coming to Christ in those actions of faith. That's the beginning of discipleship, coming up from the waters of baptism and beginning a new life. Then after you become a disciple, it is necessary, I'm going to put it this way, to be a disciple, to live out day by day the commitment you made. So when we talk about discipleship, we are simply talking about becoming and being a follower, a student, obedient to Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus wants us to understand the cost of discipleship. Let me show you a couple of ways that's brought up in this passage. One, to be a disciple of Christ is the absolute necessity of loving him more than anyone, more than any other. Even, he says, father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters. The word hate in verse 26 is strong when translated into our language. It is not any kind of hostility or contempt or anything like that. Context here leads us to understand it means we love Christ more than anyone else, even those we're close to in family. That's the cost one is to accept up front when becoming a disciple of Christ. Number two, here's another part of it, renouncing all that you are holding on to, giving your life for him who gave his life for you. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Verse 33, renouncing all. This language is designed and built into the call to follow Christ so that when we make that choice, we know the full measure of that commitment of ourselves to him. That's why this is called the cost of discipleship. I hope we never tire of hearing this. Self-denial, emptying ourselves as Christ did, not our will but his, no matter the suffering or hardship, grasping the joy of discipleship, as we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who waits in heaven for his people. Now the question is, is discipleship worth the sacrifices? If to come to Christ and be saved from sin, I must count him higher than my family. If to be a follower of Christ, I must give up sin and consider all I have to belong to him, to turn ownership of my life and all I have over to him, the question arises, is it worth it? It is. Five reasons. Number one, in being a disciple of Christ, you honor your maker. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, 
as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Notice here, please, the object of all this serving captured in one phrase, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. If there was nothing else in it for me, just this should be sufficient. Honoring the one who made me, the Creator. Living as a disciple of Christ against all struggles and temptation honors the one who made you. No matter if my parents don't understand or my friends don't get it, or the people at the office think I'm a fanatic or call me a name or dismiss my convictions, it is worth all that negativity to honor my Maker. A good attitude is, call me whatever you want. I owe a life of obedience to my Maker, and I shall give him that honor. Paul wrote it like this in Romans 15, verses 5 and 6. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two. In being a disciple of Christ, you are able to break away from the self-destruction of sin. I hope we understand the greatest problem in the human race is sin. But the companion truth is, the greatest problem I face and you face personally is sin. It takes you away from God. It destroys your relationships with people. It may take you to jail, but will certainly take you to hell if you continue it. Sin is the violation of God's will, living outside his standards. There are sins of the flesh, sins of the tongue, sins of the heart, sins of action, sins of inaction, each having some consequence altogether leading us to eternal ruin. The grace of God given through the gospel of Christ is God saying, I'll get you out of that mess. Isn't it worth it to obey the gospel and live as a disciple to get out of that mess? 1 Peter 1, 14 through 19. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers." not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Number three, in being a disciple of Christ, there is peace of mind you cannot acquire anywhere else. 
Philippians 4 and 9, Paul said, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Isaiah 26 in verse 3 says that God will keep in perfect peace those who trust in him. In being a disciple of Christ actively, daily, there is a peace of mind I can have that is not provided and cannot be found in any other way. And this peace is not a stoic indifference to life. It is not absence of all conflict. It is not some sort of dreamland separated from real life. It is the contentment of knowing you are living your life in fellowship with God, no matter what's happening around you. You are living your life in fellowship with God. That provides rest and tranquility. We ought to embrace a surrendered will to God that involves active discipleship in following Christ puts your conscience at peace, at ease. That makes it worth it. Number four, in being a disciple of Christ, you enjoy the greatest capacity to serve others. You are familiar with what Jesus said about loving God. The first and great commandment, then loving your neighbor as yourself. That's Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39. It is important to see how loving God and serving God is that which equips us to love and serve others. I'm not saying that unbelievers cannot help anyone at all. My point is the highest form of service to others can only be achieved when we're loving and serving God. The vertical relationship with your maker, well pursued, enables you to serve at the highest level the people around you because you take into that service to others the principles and virtues and promises that come from the Almighty Creator. A strong servant of God becomes the strongest servant of others. So again, it is worth the sacrifice to be a faithful disciple of Christ. And here is another reason in conclusion. In being a disciple of Christ, you prepare for and anticipate an eternal reward. Two people I know suddenly died within the past few days. Without much warning in one case, the families were stunned. Mike Stubbs, D. Bowman. We get these alerts, these strong reminders that we will not be here forever. And we often have no warning, no advance notice. It is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. How's that going to work for you? Are you prepared for death? And most important, are you prepared for what comes after death? It was Matthew Henry who said, He whose head is in heaven need not fear to put his feet into the grave. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and I give them eternal life. So what do you think? Putting Christ above all others is challenging. 
giving yourself wholly to him, renouncing all, is the cost. Is it worth it? It is. Are you a Christian? Thank you for listening.